<laughs> and he's got the glasses. What's up? Nice. What's up, bro? You so you had to your app some auto update? No. I oh. what's crazy is like you know remember when Instagram like took the likes away or whatever? Mm, yeah. I like never updated it from there. Oh shit. And then eventually I updated it for like a couple like filters, but otherwise, yeah. I don't really update any of my apps until they literally need them. Are you so you're one of those guys who who will sit and just never update anything until it's like forced upon you like some kind of pretty much yeah. I probably have like over like 50 apps that need to be updated and I just leave them <laughs> until it's well, something dude, like really big. I mean, I honestly like I mean, I usually update the, I think I have my apps on like auto update or something or if I want them to work, I'll just cave in. But mm-hmm. the phone updates on the iPhone, I am I am a big proponent of of, of like F that. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I never, ever update my phone unless it's, like, I, like, really needs it. Yeah. Or if it's the new iOS, because I'm just, like, it takes too long, and then your battery has to be more than half full. You got to be connected to Wi-Fi. They ask all these requirements, and I'm, like, I'm not about it. Don't they Don't they try to break your phone intentionally, too, so that you buy new ones? Yeah, like, the older your phone is, they'll keep updating so your phone will stop working with that iOS. Stupid. Yeah. Well, I think mean, it's smart. That it's too. honestly like, yeah, really smart. I mean, it's not good business to make it. It's iPhone smart, but yeah. Forever. But yeah, if you have like an iPhone in, I wouldn't update your phone at all, <laughs> ever. Bro, actually, it's been a while. It's been a while. I still, I still got the the YouTube. It's like the brown television box. <laughs> That's funny. Imagine. <laughs> Those throwback, dude, those throwback iPhone apps were. Yeah, crazy. when you watch the TikToks and they're just like erasing over the app and you're sitting there you're like, damn. I know. That was right? a long time. Like I remember going into an AT and T store when the first iPhone became a thing, and YouTube was on. And I was like, like I was probably like eight, and like I was stoked that this thing. And my mom's like, "You're not getting that." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "You're gonna keep that that razor." No, I actually had an NV two, which is like the ones like open up like a laptop. Oh, okay. I had that one, and then I had a slide one. I never really had a razor. My dad had a razor. I had a razor, and then like a knockoff BlackBerry. Oh, okay. I mean, nice. as long as it had, as long as you could text and it had snake, I was happy. I just want, I always like the keyboards. <laughs> Do you see uh, any like phone company making something better than an iPhone or do you think the iPhone is just going to progress in technology? I personally think like Samsung is good for all you Samsung users. <laughs> Dude, some of the Androids are like so, such good phones. Yeah, but my, my biggest thing is that I feel that the like android i feel like they run at like 30 frames per second for some reason everything just seems so like glitchy yeah and like iphones like especially when you're around a lot of friends like you could easily airdrop everything to everyone and like samsung like you gotta worry about all this other stuff and it's just not not as convenient that's true and you don't want to be that guy who turns a group chat green like oh yeah and then you you can't take anyone either or add anyone you gotta start a new whole group chat yeah friend I'm not going to lie, like, I'm a very open-minded, accepting person, but I discriminate. I, I do discriminate against people who don't have iMessage. I just, yeah. You know? It's like, do I even want to text you? No, I'll probably just call you. <laughs> Dude, totally. Okay, so before I started this live stream, I was watching your vlog. Big fan of the vlogs, by the way. Yeah. And I saw, you know, your boy was splitting up a little ankle injury guy. How are you feeling? Um, I still can't walk. Really? Really. You're on crutches right now? Yeah. All right, tell everybody so, what happened. Why, why are you on crutches right now? Like, so basically... Can you show your foot? Yeah. 
So this, uh, this is, I need light. Ugh. So that's kind of, oh, it's like. Oh, that thing is fat. Yeah. All right. So guys. if you missed it, that's what happened. So basically, Funk first created this Lego pool. What what would you say, like, world's biggest Lego pool or whatever? I don't yeah, know. What video coming soon. Video coming soon. Basically, it's it's knee high. And I've literally been doing this, like, foam skateboard thing my whole life into a bunch of different pools. Never hit my head. Never, like, I've jumped, like, four stairs and, like, would flip and, like, 360 stuff and literally be fine over it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no problem. Like, knee high, we're going to stick the landing. Next thing you know, missed the whole board. And I was like, okay, I'll just land on my feet and eat it. Just floor super slippery. Foot went out to the right, and my body collapsed right and folded, basically. Dude, it was that, that is insane. Especially with jumping off of a trampoline, that much force. Trampoline that's already, well. like, higher than the water. Yeah. Like, double the height of the water. And then you're going into the air. Brutal. So it was like... Almost just like jumping off probably like an eight foot wall into like a slippery thing and trying to land. I don't know. It was terrible. It was it was weird too because I just saw I just saw you slip down like you would if you were like because I was trying to run on the bottom and you would mm -hmm. just like immediately slip. But yeah. you got out like obviously you were in pain, but everyone was like, "Oh, his leg went a certain way. It was, did not have gone." No, and then someone's like, "Oh, is, I think it was Caper," and he's like, "Is he pranking us?" And Corey's like, "No, he will never fake that." And I, I know, like, right? Isn't that crazy? Like that—that's like one of the first things that, things that come to mind. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For every YouTuber, it's like, oh, is that a prank or is that real? Yeah. That's, that's like it, it's crazy to think, and it, it like kind of sucks. It's kind of like the like the crying wolf story, but it's like at the same time, I don't know. It's like if you're seriously hurt, I feel like you can kind of tell when someone's like really hurt. Really yeah, yeah. Well, especially since you have such a high pain tolerance, it's like harder to believe at first. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, is that the worst? Is, do you think it's the worst injury you've ever had? Um, so there was actually a couple injuries. The worst, like feeling, yes. One, I hyperextended my elbow. That one didn't hurt as bad because I think it was just in the like the heat of the moment of wrestling. Like I just got my elbow pushed in, and then I just kept going and wrestled the rest of the day out. It just hurt really bad. But supposedly, I broke my pinky. I don't know. You can see like it's more fat. Again, it's kind of sideways. Oh, yeah. Um, and then supposedly I broke my thumb too, and supposedly I twisted a bone 180 degrees, chipped part of it off, and like I it literally can't. Like it hurts when it gets cold outside. I would say like it, like to bend and stuff. Same with the pinky. Yeah. Um, but they said I needed surgery. I, I told the doctor like, "Yo, I'm still wrestling CIF and Masters. Like I have to. I can't just like leave. You know? They're like, yeah. oh, I can't wrestle tournament anymore. Like screw that. So. They're like, no, you really need surgery this week. And I was like, well, really, I'm going to go wrestle this week. So I'll see you after. And I just walked out pretty much. And then basically what happened was they, like, taped my hand like this. They, like, sprayed, like, this, like, frozen stuff on my thumb. And they taped it up. And I just wrestled with a claw. Wait, really? You had a claw? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, would, I just wrestled like this. That was it. And I could do this. <laughs> and that crazy. was it. Did that – did it – did you notice the effects? Or was it just kind of like – um. Not really. I would say it was kind of, like, awkward because you can't grab, like, wrists and stuff. Yeah. But when you're, like, the heat of the moment and adrenaline's going, like, it doesn't hurt at all. So, like, you're kind of just – like, obviously, I was clumped. I was figuring it out. And, like, it was yeah. working. For sure. So, you just had to make it work kind of thing. Yeah. Do or die. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, got to do what you got to do at that point. Exactly. I remember in, in football, like, in college, they would give someone just, like, a club. 
Oh, like really? Certain D linemen and stuff. Yeah, and like one guy picked, tried to pick up a fumble and he just had the ball like this. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was so now, There crazy. was one kid, there was one kid my junior year that I beat, which is such kind of a funny story. So I beat him yeah. at wrestling. And he told me, because you know how, like, how, like, all, like, I, for anyone that wrestles, all the people that are small will just, like, stand in line and they're all, like, pumped, beats on, like, heated, right? And then, yeah. like, when you get to, like, the 195s and up, they all, like, friends and just chilling in the back. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm wrestling you. Let's go, like, you know. But so the, I was wrestling this kid. He's like, yo, I got D1 offers for football, this and that. And he had, like, a jacked up knee, right? So me being a nice person, I wasn't going to injure his knee, even though usually you're supposed to do that. Yeah. And, and so I beat him, but I didn't hurt his knee. And he got really mad. And he said, that will never effing happen again. And I was just like, all right. And then so that night I ended up playing football my senior year. And he was the D lineman in front of me. Oh. And me and this and my the friend that was the center, he also wrestled, and he knew he knew exactly who it was, and we got the cut block signal, and my helmet went straight into that knee on purpose, and he like grunted really loud, and like I was obviously doing it on purpose, and they me and my friend like flat backed him, and then I, <laughs> and I asked him if he remembered me at the end of the game, and he said yeah, and then I and then I ended up beating him my senior year in wrestling twice too. So. Damn, yeah, dude, you're but, straight up gangster. Yeah. Like, I'll be nice and then tell you, like, piss me off, and then I'm just going to hurt you, obviously, yeah. but. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely your go-to, but, I mean. Dude, in football, did you ever, like, I know this one team that we played, like, they were known for trying to jam your their fingers in your eyes. Did you ever do that? No. I never even had that happen to me, but I did have Yeah, so they'll, like, stick your fingers in your face and like, try to poke you in the eye. So when they do that, you just, like, throw your helmet down really hard and it snaps their yeah. fingers. Yeah, no, but yeah, that's what they were like famous for. They would like try to poke you in the eye. I like a lineman. That's horrible. The worst thing that like I would see was like a pile on a ball or something, and under there like pinching you and like grabbing your balls and stuff. Oh no, I've I've that's happened too in wrestling when you're getting pinned and then they grab your nuts. Dude, that's the squeeze. worst. Oh, 100%. Because and then like I remember one of my friends was happening. He like yelled at the ref, and the ref would like circle around, and then he the kid would stop. So then the ref would be walking around again, and it would do it. He would do it again. <laughs> it was terrible, and I'm just like, dude, that's such like a cheap way to win. If you gotta win that way, like. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, did you see on Instagram that there's a kid that won the NCAA this past weekend with no ACLs? Really? Yeah. So I guess he had no ACL in his leg, and then he ended up tearing the other one like a week or two before. But he didn't tell anyone because he didn't want to have like people say like, oh, that's an excuse if you lose ball life. So like he just yeah. went out and then won, and then. The, like, the person that was, like, interviewing him, he was like, oh, yeah, I heard you were fighting adversity. And he's like, yeah, I don't have any ACLs. How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Imagine that, though. That is crazy. Wrestling with no ACLs. And then did you also hear another wrestling thing is Stanford just dropped their wrestling team. And no, a bunch of kids from yeah. Stanford, like, went out there and they turned their singlets inside out. So they were just playing black instead of with the Stanford symbol. And, like, one kid actually won the NCAA with a singlet turned inside out from Stanford. Wait, they, so they were still allowed to compete even though they got the program dropped? I guess so. It was something like that. How they oh, because like, it was like the competed. last one? No, like they were doing I – don't, I don't know exactly how it all worked, but like wow. Stanford's basically dropping the wrestling team and kids went out and won the NCAA under Stanford. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind. Dude, it really does. But, I mean, it just goes to show, like, I wanted to get into this too. Like, the mentality especially as a wrestler as an athlete overall but like wrestler mentality is like something beyond any type of human comp comprehension 
Yeah. It's oh, weird, sure. too, because you can see it, like, when we first met, like, we, you instantaneously knew, and I instantaneously knew from you, like, we had been in the realm of something like that. So, like, was it yeah. obvious? What, where do you yeah. think that comes from? Like, do you think it comes from the way you have to train or just, like, the mentality you have to have? Or, like, and how has it translated into, like, what you do now? So, I think it's definitely, like, it, wrestling kind of, like, weeds out the weak in a way, mm -hmm. I would say because the training is so like hard and so like excessive like with like certain things um and they definitely like, some over... people have to cut weight yeah they overwork you they don't let you have well at least in our high school they don't let us have water during the season like for practices they like there are certain things and like you had to do the heater's always on so you just like kind of like find a way to get through that one practice till the next practice yeah and you're always trying to find your way through so then i think win or lose champion or not when you get out of wrestling, it makes life – you look at life a different way because if someone's like, yo, move this refrigerator, people are going to be like, that's too heavy. But it's like, yeah, it's heavy. You're right. But you're going to find a way to move it. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a will. There's a will. There's a way. So it's like you look at life as in like kind of like instead of like this is hard, like it's going to be hard, but how are we going to get it done type thing? And you always push through. Yeah, like like impossible is like not – an option like yeah like no matter what you have to do no matter you have to bring, who you have to bring along a, a way to find it in yourself like you can achieve agreed yeah that's cool i mean that's a really good mentality and you think that like a lot of people say that too it's like it's easy to like conceptualize and say but the thing that about wrestling and like actually putting yourself in those situations like lets you actively do what what you're what you're talking you know I also think that, like, when you know someone, like, has wrestled, too, they don't, like, say, like, like, for instance, say you're, like, moving something, right, or, like, doing something. You don't say, like, oh, this is hard. I don't know if I can do it. You kind of just, like, fight through it. And, like, you're not the one to talk. You're just the one to do it and, like, find a way. To get yeah, it for sure. That's that's super interesting. How does that play into – because I know now, like, your main thing you're doing right now, right, is, is YouTube and influencer, like, social well, – I mean – no, you don't really do social media as much. Like, it's funny you don't even have one post on your Instagram. I think I think followers. my ankle one's going to be my first post. I'll probably post the video tomorrow. Oh, no way. You and I think that's a cool, post. like, you know, like, I almost broke my ankle. So here's the here's the video. Yeah, thing. and the fact that you already have that many followers with zero posts is pretty hilarious. But yeah, I think so, that's kind of your style, too. Like, you, you just let things uh, talk for themselves. Like, you don't got to be doing, like, a bunch of extra shit. Yeah, so basically, like, the whole YouTube story actually all started back when I was, like, a freshman in college. Really? Yeah, tell me about this, dude, because I want to I hear about this, especially now that you're kind of doing it full time, like, yeah. So basically, how you revamped into it now and, like, kind of what you're doing. So I would say when I was, like, 15 or 16-ish around there, I started watching, like, I really, like, start, obviously everyone watched YouTube, like, all growing up, but I came, like, across Tanner Fox's video with, do you know who Rocco is? Uh-uh. So, like, Rocco had this blow-up video on, like, hoverboards at skate parks. Like, okay. Hoverboards were a thing, and Tanner Fox was a part of it. And then I started watching Tanner Fox, which then led into, like, a bunch of other people. But my friend Chris, which actually showed me Funk Bros at, like, 30K subs. Wow. Followed them, started watching them and everything. And then I kind of just watched, like, the whole scooter group kind of grow in a way. And, like, I was mm -hmm. I watched Tanner Fox before he hit 100K and, like, all this crazy stuff. Oh, so stuff. you were watching Funk Bros, too, even way back in the day. Yeah, like when they were still scootering and like nitrous before Nitro Circus and all wow. that. Wow. Yeah. So then I saw them go to Tempest and I really wanted to go. 
So eventually I got some friends together, got in a car and we headed to Tempest and we drove about, I think it was like an hour and 15 away. And then I just went there and then just kind of really liked going there and I was making videos there. So I would just keep going there and I ended up getting like a pass. So I was going like three times a week. And then that's kind of how I met the Funk Bros over time. And actually the, the one time, like, this is how it, like, they kind of remembered me in a way was we uh, were playing dodgeball because they always set up, like, games at night, like, at the yeah. end if people want to play. And Corey picked me because I had a wrestling shirt on. And that's, like, the only, like, interaction that he, like, why? That's literally the only reason. Wow. So we played dodgeball, and I picked Caper and left a red mark on his back. <laughs> so then the next time he picked me, and that's kind of how, like, they remembered me in a way. And then we just, I just started, like, talking to them. And then that's how I met Drage also and the Bo Bros and all of them from Wow. From, uh, Tempest. And then eventually, YouTube was a struggle because obviously you're always trying to find people to film with and to do things. And mm-hmm. so, and like, this is when like Fortnite was just becoming a big thing. Yeah. And so I actually played season one of Fortnite and I hated it. I didn't really, really like it. I wasn't a fan. I was playing on Xbox. Yeah. And then second week or last week, season two came out or like was a thing. And season three is about to come out. And I hopped on that and literally played like wagers like all the time with my cousin and literally just played Fortnite, got a PC set up around season four, got into the PC life, played every day, streamed every day. My sleep schedule was literally go to bed at 6 a.m., wake up at anywhere from 12 to 2, get on, take a shower, stream, play all the way, and just keep repeating cycle for about what, what made you What made you have that kind of schedule? Did you see other people having success from streaming that much or just something that you, you were able to do? Um, it wasn't really the success part. It was more of just like, I just want to play and I'm going to keep playing type thing. And then like, I'd have friends that get on later at night and then I'd play with yeah. them until like the wee hours of the morning. And then they would get off at like three, but I would just stay up and watch YouTube videos and different and streams and stuff and just kind of, and then, um, eventually went to TwitchCon with Nick and Caprin. Oh, and then, awesome. um, and then that's when Nick started hanging out with Caprin a lot more. And I was still streaming all the time. And then, because I met Nick at Tempest before everyone, too. Wow. And this is what? Probably like 2017? Yeah. I was was 18 at the time. Wow. And then, so went into streaming. Basically, that for six to eight months. Left my house maybe an hour a week. Otherwise, I was literally just playing video games. And then... um, But you were also going to school at the same time? No, I dropped out of school. Oh, okay. That's when you and you were going full commit. Yeah, I was like, this is literally what I'm doing. So then, after streaming, got into drop shipping. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, so we did that. Failed at that a couple times. Made wow. one sale, and then like it just wasn't working out. Obviously, because like there's so much to it and so much to a business that like people yeah. don't even know. Dude, I've had people try to explain it to me, and, like, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm smart enough to ever be able to figure that out. Yeah, and then eventually went, and then that's when Charlie randomly messaged me to go on, like, this, like, random adventure. I don't even know why. (laughs) Sounds like a Charlie, sounds like a Charlie thing. And he's like, yo, we're going on this hike, like, do you want to go? I was like, sure, dude, sounds cool, right? And this is, like, right around when the mob started. Like, because uh, we went to the like this like place out where they where's um they have the festivals out there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where's that at? 
uh, it's in Coachella is the city. It's like Palm Springs area. Yeah, but there's a name. I forget what the option Indio, is. maybe? Indio, yeah. yeah. So we went out there just randomly in these rocks, right? And they're, like, skinny. Like, I have to turn sideways to fit through them. And I would say if you're any bigger than me, you will not fit. It's physically impossible. <laughs> and so, and then what it is, is, like, you climb up these ropes. Like, they're, like, 10 to 15 feet tall. And then and then one, the last one's, like, 20. And you just kind of, like, pull on this rope and you climb up the wall. And then you get up to the top and there's four rope climbs. Oh on this, gosh. like, random, like, hike thing through this, like... Is it sketchy? Um, It's not sketchy if you're strong and you're skinny. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, so we got to the top, right, after we climbed these four ropes. And basically, it was a walk around of, like, four miles or something. But it was super hot, and it was shaded inside, like, these tall rocks, right, that we were. Yeah. And so basically what happened was, because we were going down, I slipped on the first one, dropped maybe like a foot, but I landed on my feet. And I was like, okay, cool. This is chilling. Go down the second one. And then the third one, it was like a, you go down and then it turned into like a ledge and then down. And like uh -huh. my foot slipped because I had no grip on my shoes. And I just like fell and I hit the side and then I went down to cut up my arms, cut up my shins, oh. like everything, right? And so I don't rem I don't know if Charlie still has the clip, but he we were vlogging that day, but it never got posted. Whoa, dude, you have to um, find that. And then the other time, and then there was the last rope. We went down that, and I was fine. And then we got out, and so we go back to the Funk Bros house. And I always know to take like two or three pairs of clothes because you always get stuck at the Funk Bros house for a couple of days, like if it was to happen, right? Yeah. We get back to the Funk Bros house. Everyone's watching a movie, and like this is when they started the mob, and the other filmer was there. He was filming. He filmed the first two episodes. I went home. I told Caper, like, yo, I'll, like, help him edit or, like, whatever. Because he's never edited a video in his life. Oh, the, the first mob, mob the, filmer. The past mob filmer? Oh, God. Yeah. And so, basically, what happened was, like, Nick called me one day. And he's like, hey, can you, like, come up to the house for a couple days till we find a mob filmer, like, and just fill in, like, whatever. And I was like, sure. So, I go up there and, like, literally get there. And the camera gets handed in my hand. Caper's just, like, film literally everything. Huh. And, like, that was it. So, then... We're, like, two or three episodes in, and, like, everyone liked it. And then that's kind of how I just, like, fell into the position of doing that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not even, like, a filmer. That wasn't even, like, what I, like, aspired to do, I guess. Yeah. But, and I mean, so, it's a good way to get, like, a break into, like, learning more about everything. Yeah. And, like, it was fun at the time. I didn't have a job. I was just chilling, like, living life. So I was like, okay, easy, like, pretty easy money. Just hang out with everyone, have fun, just film kind of thing. Yeah. Did all that for a couple months. And then just kind of got, like, tired of it in a way because it's, like, a lot. Yeah, well, because a lot of people ask you, like, why you aren't, like, the mob filmer anymore. Like, have you really even, like, explained it at all? Not really. Are you allowed to? <laughs> I, I don't know. But basically, I was just tired and kind of over it. And, okay. And I was doing – I was editing for Drew and Drage at the time. And so one one thing that was actually really funny. So at the old house, I edited. No one was. No one knew I was editing for Drew at the time. And I cut up his video, and I was having him watch it. So I set up my phone on a FaceTime call because he was at Brits watching my laptop, right? And yeah. I went out to go help get the goats back. And Corey, I guess, came up and was like, "Drew, what the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I just want to check my vlog." Like, so Gunner set up the phone so I could see it real quick because I would edit on his laptop. Because oh. so so, I'd only cut it up, and then he would do all the music, and then eventually, over time, like more and more stuff was given to me, like as in like 
he allowed it in a way to like help him more because like yeah. you know like how he is with music he's very he's very stubborn with his vlogs i can tell you that oh and for so sure. like he even admits it yeah i think there was one vlog out of like the 30 or something i did that literally he's like okay perfect no changes like this is great dang and so i was editing for him and drage and then i stopped editing for drew and then Drage can't couldn't afford me anymore, so he kind of like cut it, yeah. and that was like because that's when we just started like Tesla talks too, yeah. And we were doing that, and then, um, then I kind of just started creating like my own thing again and just doing that. That's cool. So that's kind of like how I like, fell into place again in a way. Yeah. I would say. No, that's awesome. And I mean, is it been pretty cool to just be able to focus on your own? Are you kind of like Drew too, where it's got to be like? super meticulous so it's got to be your way like do you relate to that at all and is it nice to be able to not have to worry about like uh, so much other stress of like producing some really good product for someone else and now you can pour it all into your own thing um i would say i'll eventually get to drew's position but i'm not there yet because mm. i don't know really like what i'm looking for i like the logan paul like drew kind yeah. of style david dobrik style but i also really really like like peter mckinnon casey neistat cinematic storytelling yeah and then, i remember so, you telling me early on like you really like the the really good like uh cinema cinematography type yeah. uh, videos like and you even like i loved when uh you could totally conceptualize the the trash can you had the oh yeah yeah right now, still like, to do shots, that like maybe maybe that'll that be the still, next time yeah, is that something you still like crave? But it's just like that'll just come with time. You yeah, know, like, you know what I mean. Okay. So basically, it's hard. Course. It's hard to not like. It's hard to realize that like you've got to kind of grind things out and get things started before you can ultimately have a sort of a production or a thing that is like exactly the way you want it to be, right? Yeah, like Drage was yeah. telling me, like, like you just need to put out videos. Don't worry about like how good they are at the beginning because obviously you need room to improve. If you have the perfect video off the start, then there's nowhere to improve that. Yeah. So I think that's like my biggest thing is like, I'm just putting out content right now and just having fun with it. And I think the reason I changed more towards Drew style than, and like Logan Paul, that type of vibe with the bits is because when doing Drew's bits, they were so much fun and with mm -hmm. cinematic storytelling, it takes so much extra work. But I, I kind of want to, like, morph something into that. Like, maybe go away from doing so much of the bits. Because I know people like personality. And, like, yeah. I've watched Corey's vlogs recently. Like, and I feel like those, when you watch them, they literally don't feel like they're 11 or 10 minutes. No. I, yeah, I just texted Corey today. I, I was watching his newest vlog. And he, he's doing a really good job. Even though it's raw, it's, like, following like a pretty good sequence. Yeah, so I think what I what I want to do is like, go, go, so find like an in between between like Corey and Drew, where you still have the bits, but maybe like instead like so like for instance, okay, I'll give you an example. So basically, like you know, I don't know if you knew I bought beer bottles to like smash on people's heads. No, but that and so awesome. but they turned out to be real beer bottles, not the sugar glass bottles. Imagine you just go to test it out. No, I tried to hit myself in the arm and it hurt really bad and didn't break. Because I, like, kept counting <laughs> it, and it wasn't doing anything, and I hit myself in the arm. But anyway. Please tell me you filmed that. You filmed it, right? No. Oh, that would have been so funny. And so, basically, I think, like, so instead of just doing that bit, per se, like, okay, I'm going to come up and hit you in the head with the, like, put a, build a story onto it. So, like, I don't know if you watch George Jenko at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a really big fan of him. He's yeah, kind of so, like me. Like, 
he's uh he's he wants to be stand up like, like yeah christian like yeah I, I really like him so i think maybe like morph more into like that type thing how he still has the bits like in his thing but also there's the whole story of how he got there type thing yeah that's good yeah for sure and then also have you watched steve will do it do you ever watch his videos yeah that's another guy that i'm like that guy's, that that guy is me if like i were to just drink nonstop. <laughs> yeah and so, like, you know when he's doing, like, transitions from getting from, like, L.A. to somewhere, like, and it has, like, that glitch TV effect? I want to yeah, 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 yeah. Like that to fill in to, like, help make eight minutes so the eight minutes isn't so boring. So I want to add, like, the mm. Steve will do it part like that, more of, like, George Jenko in between, like, like the story before the bit. Like, I, there's, like, a lot of things I want to, like, imp like, implement into the vlog yeah. that, like, will just come over time, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just kind of testing out and trying to figure out, like, what I want. What do you think? Because let's say, because obviously people try to get that eight minutes because it's the monetization. What do you think the, like, imagine there was no, like, requirement. What do you think the primal amount of time would be to, like, ultimately, like, have someone's attention span, uh, like, stay with it? Like, what do you think would be, like, an ideal number for, like, a creator to have? Or is it just based on what the content is? I think it's really based on what the content is. Like, I have – my attention span literally lasts up to, like, four minutes. Yeah. Like, it's very, very hard. Like, somehow, like, I can watch Corey's vlogs, which is, like, amazing. But most of the time, like, I can't watch a video that's over four minutes. Or unless it's, like, George Janko. But, like, the type like, thing is, is, like, I guess, like, if the person is showing off their personality really well, then I think you're more engaged. And also a thing I've noticed a lot, too, is when people have mics on them, you feel like you're really, like, with them. Yeah, because then you can hear them clearly, and it feels like you're. Just, it's a different feeling when you watch them versus watching someone with a shotgun mic. True. And so I think for like depending on the style, I think the Logan Paul like four minutes is very very good. And I think and same with like David Dobrik because you want to sit there and just keep watching more and more and more. Yeah. And if it was like eight minutes of just a bunch of random stuff all the time, it's like sometimes it gets too long. I feel like. But at the same time, if you're watching like someone's like Casey Neistat, I could watch like a 15 minute video and be chilling just because it's literally like, his personality, him telling a story and him living his life. So I feel like it really just depends on what the content is and what the person is doing that and like who they are. Yeah. I mean, that's good. It's cool that you can recognize this as well. I mean, is that just you being like a, fa a fan consuming the content and you being around it? It'll be cool to see you shape into your own kind of style. But I guess that's what the grind is, right? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I feel like you're really just trying to chase your – like, you got to really, like, find your own, like, lane, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get like, what you're saying. To, to, like, stand out type thing. Yeah. So, but, uh, what, was it like, what was it like to go to Jake Paul's house and steal uh, a couch? <laughs> so, that's actually a funny story because – so, I was actually um, – we were with Corey, and I was with, like, John B. and Oliver and this other kid named Pinky that we, like, nicknamed because he had pink hair. And we were going, and, like – we just show up at this random like jujitsu place, right? Like with yeah. all these guys at jujitsu, just like throwing each other around. Like Danny Burke's there, like Ben. I don't know if you guys knew who, like, I feel yeah. his name. But, um, and like I've never like even met Ben, but like he's super chill and so is Michael. And like, so we go and like to Jake Paul's house and we're all just sitting literally on the side of his street. Like if you drive up his street to the top of his house, like we're all just line, like just sitting there and like people are having to like follow other cars through the gates. Like we followed the team 10 van through to get Whoa. in. And so we're all just like 
there's probably like 30 jujitsu guys and like a bunch of people just chilling like on the grass on people's lawns and we're all just That's sitting crazy. there and so this girl that was like an fpv drone girl like would fly her they would drive her up in a tesla like as a, in like a car she would let her drone like go and she'd be sitting in the car with the goggles on and fly and like kind of scout the house out <laughs> and then like one of and then her someone like took her drone basically or like the sd card out of her gopro but they got the drone back and then so basically like there was a i think there was a ufc fight that night too so all the jujitsu guys were like yo we got to go home for the fight like we can't be here and everyone's just like, wait, wait, just wait a little bit longer. Wait a little bit longer. And so I think it was Corey and Danny. No, Corey, Corey and someone else went to this. The, Jake Paul was renting a second house for a music video. So they went up that driveway that was unlocked and snuck through a hole in the fence and, like, got in. And then somehow, like, talked to the security guard or something. And we drove the U-Haul in. Wow. And then we just, like, opened up the back. And, like, 30 of us jumped out, right? And we're all just in a line, just, like running trying to find these couches right and so one of them was locked in jake paul's room so we couldn't get that one but we got the one on the side of the house and what was funny is i don't know if you knew when they broke Corey's desk and he was like super pissed do you remember that yeah so what's actually funny is we were walking out jake's paul's house and like carrying the couch right and we're trying to go fast and i just drilled one of his lights <laughs> but wait, I wait, back. Like, like a porch light no well, like you know like the walkway lights the good thing just exploded, but I put it back in pieces on top of each other. <laughs> you 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 damaged Jake Paul's property. But yeah, you know, it was super funny. It was outside the house, and no one's gonna ever know. Yeah, and so course. and then we all just kinda like and then like it was funny because like we we started going through the house trying to find the second couch and that's when we noticed like it was locked in a room. Yeah. But he has like a music shoot going on and you have all these sweaty jujitsu guys just walking through and all these girls that were like, Who are these people? And, like we're all just walking through the house, right? Like thirty of us just through the wow, backyard. Was kind of awkward. Yeah, it was like weird because like they're all getting ready and like people are like putting dresses on, like get putting their makeup on, like getting ready for being the music video and they're like, Who are all these sweaty jujitsu guys? And then the jujitsu guys absolutely like stopped in the house and just started like picking up on the girls. And, like, me and, like, Corey and them, like, we just kept going. And then, like, they pulled the U-Haul truck out after we loaded the, the uh, couch on there. And, like, yeah. Jake Paul was literally, like, shooting his movies. So he was, like, gone. Not even, like, in the house or in his backyard. Like, he was in the second part of his backyard. Yeah. And so we, we kind of – I just walked down the driveway past the security guard with, like, a couple other people. And then we just left and just walked out. And there was, like, this dude on his lawn, like, calling the cops on Jake Paul and, like, all this stuff. There's so many people. But – it was crazy. It was like that's an experience. So... Yeah, dude, that, that's, a, that's like a, a story that you'll be able to tell forever. No, and like literally like in the jiu-jitsu place, they were like playing. You know that one big white guy that like trains Jake Paul? Yeah. So they were showing the like the instructor of the jiu-jitsu place and all the high like black belts. They were showing a picture of him because they thought he'd be the one to attack first. <laughs> and so the guy with the H jiu-jitsu guy had handcuffs too. So they were going to tackle them if they try to touch us and then handcuff them. <laughs> and so they were, like, ready to straight up, like, fight. But were, you like, were you, like, kind of getting ready to maybe have to scrap? Well, if someone was going to come attack me, sure. But, like, I'm not going to, like, be the first one to, like, go out yeah, and let the jiu-jitsu guys do that. But other people had, like, zip ties in their pocket and their geese and stuff because we ran out of handcuffs. It was funny. It that's was definitely crazy. interesting. That is – that is that's a wild story. Was it, yeah. was it, was it kind of weird, like – 
or not weird, but what were you thinking when you were just kind of like walking? Like you said that there was like an entire set, a lot of people. Like, yeah, we live, you know, in more of like the mid tier kind of like of like fame and stuff for like the mob house. But like, I would say like, how like, is it compared like, to like the levels of, of something like the Team Ten House? Team Ten House. So I would say like the mob is more like YouTube famous rather than like LA famous. Yeah. Um. So which so there's I, a big difference. You think? I definitely personally like the YouTube fame. Because I feel like you can still live your life, but you're still, like, you, that's, like, how you make money and stuff. But when you're in that L.A. fame, like, you, I feel like at that, that level of status, you can't live your, like, life anymore. Like, you're not, yeah. normal, like, a normal person anymore. And I, like, I've always said, like, I like to be, like, still, like, I like creating content. It's all fun. But, like, I don't want to be that super famous person where, like, you can't even live your normal life. That makes sense. Yeah. But going sure. there and just seeing all that, it's just kind of, like. It was just very like different than anything I've like experienced. Wow, if that makes sense. It's just yeah. like a bunch of high class like LA people and like just famous people that you like, you know. I know, right? Because like even if you could growing up in California, you, like you meet some rich people with some nice houses, but there's also like a diff. There's like another even level added to it when it adds like the sort of like fame aspect. I feel like a lot of people that like were there more had like egos and were like kind of like Ooh. snotty and like stuck up in a way and yeah i feel like that's, i don't like those type of people but i feel like that's why like the youtube fame like everyone that's famous on youtube that's not like that la rich like type is literally so chill and just down to hang out and everything yeah that's the crazy crazy thing when people ask me like oh do you need a lot of like uh like divas and stuff i'm like personally i've ha yet to have a bad experience with someone like everyone yeah i've never had pretty like, nice and like cordial and, what Never had a bad experience with a YouTuber. No, no. The bad experiences you have are people who, like, aren't. Yeah. That's so, it's so interesting. But maybe it's just because it, it goes with the territory of, like, the, you know, the real kind of content. And just, yeah. You know, because you can't really be fake or be a bad person and be able to be someone that you're not every single day. It would just, it would be exhausting. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, I, no. I feel like it would be different. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Hollywood Fix. Uh-uh. Basically, what Hollywood Fix is kind of like a TNZ for YouTube. Oh. In a way, like, he'll go and, like, capture, like, like the Hype House people or different LA people like that. And I feel like to, it's good to be famous on YouTube, but not being on the radar of that. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes like, sense. that's when you can't live your normal life anymore. Even as a YouTuber, like, people are going out to dinner and they're literally, like, getting spotted because of, like, Hollywood Fix, like, knows them and kind of, like, knows where they're going to be in a way. So it's like yeah. you're always kind of being watched. Yeah, that that would be weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we were at the beach that one time, that person noticed you on the surfboard. Yeah, that was crazy, too. And that's when I was, like, filming mob, And I was just, like, this average Joe, just, like, filmer guy, you know? And that, and he was like, are you going to film the mob? And I was like, what? Like, least expect, like, when you're with the group, okay, you get noticed because obviously all of them. But when you're out on a surfboard in the middle of the water by yourself, like you don't expect to get noticed at all. Dude, that was crazy. It's so it, it's so weird. Like even to when if I get DMs from people being like, "Oh, I'm such a big fan," I'm like, "Oh yeah, the Funk Bros are cool." They're like, "No, like I'm a fan of like yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like, are you kidding? Yeah, there's like a there's like a dedicated like group that like shows up for my streams like all the time, and they'll sit there for the longest time too. And, like, That's I just, so cool. like, I follow them all back on, like, Instagram. We talk. Like, I just feel like they're just friends. Like, I don't see, like, myself yeah. as, like, like a kind of, like, an, like, a person to be looked up at or anything. If that makes no, sense. Me, yeah, I feel the same way. It's weird, too. But it, it does, like, motivate you. Because sometimes I'll be like, ah, I don't really want to, like, do a live or something. Or 
I'm not really. But then the person's like, oh, like I've been staying up all night to watch this, and I'm like, oh yeah. shoot, like I gotta do this now, like yeah. It's it, I mean, it's pretty. pretty I would cool say like streaming is like one of my favorite things to do because it's just like really? the inter the interactions that you have while sitting there and playing video games and being able to play with everyone and just hang out and just have a good yeah. time all the time. Like it's just fun. Oh, dude, yeah, totally. And that's why I love this because I mean, this is like not really a live stream. It's like kind of like an IRL or yeah. Like, but that's why, like, if anything, one of my biggest things I've been interested in is is podcast or like you know some kind of like format like this, just because I I love. I love what you have to do. Like you get to be creative, but you also just kind of like get to hang out, chill, talk to people. You can bring in fans. Like it's, yeah. never, every episode's not going to be the same. And it's just as fulfilling as like the last one. Yeah. And I think that's like, the, that was like the idea of the Tesla talk too. It's like, cause I know Drage, like his end goal, he wants to be like a TV talk host, like type thing, like podcasts, like all that. He's yeah. like that. So yeah. like, that's why we're taking the Tesla talk from the Tesla talk YouTube channel to, and just putting it straight on his channel. Yeah, so that'll just be cool. on his channel, and we just want to load up on, like, a bunch. And I think he was supposed to post the Tanner Fox one today. I'm not 100% sure, but oh, I sure. think that was it. And with his, like, surgery and everything, how he's, like, kind of down, not eating and stuff, like, as much as he, like, probably should be, but it's, like, hard. And, like, it's definitely, like, he doesn't have all the energy in the world. So we're thinking maybe just put out, he like, he came up with the idea of just putting one video out and then one Tesla talk a week. I think that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. I like those Tesla talks, too. I mean – I feel like it's the way to go to have like a, a podcast or a talk show. Cause I mean, it's still like work, but like, it's not as hard as having to come up with like a bunch of videos. And if you're a person yeah. who just enjoys speaking to people and you have good energy, like it's, it's almost like it, it comes so naturally. It's just people like, yeah. like Drage, you know what I mean? Well, I, and I also feel like, it's like going back to like the whole, like creating the story, like J George Janko or something like coming up with the bit ideas is good. But if you only have to use like one or two per video rather than three or four to make that eight minutes, it's like you're going to you're going to have way more ideas. And like you can create yeah. and kind of build that story and people can build that relationship with you type thing. Definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. But like same yeah, with the podcast and like the same thing with this is like you get to meet some like really dope people that like and just sit there and talk to them and like pick their brain about like whatever it is on like your mind kind of thing. Like, yeah. questions like what people would want to know. Like, I know, like, we did, we've done, um, we've done Drew, we've done Tanner Fox, we've done Jordan Jones, Jordan Bow. Uh, we have, Air, uh, a we just did, like, A-Rack a couple weeks ago. Oh, and, nice. Like, all these, like, cool people that you don't ever get to see, like, what their process or, like, how, like, A-Rack was literally down and out, like, type thing. Like, his parents said, like, you should probably pick something from YouTube. Literally took a loan out to get these couches, and that's Damn how he popped off on YouTube. Like, literally took a leap of faith with a loan. I did not know that. That's crazy. Like, he, yeah, if you watch the podcast, he'll, like, explain, like, that, like, it's, like, his parents, like, always supported him in YouTube, but it's, like, it was, like, not going anywhere type thing. And he, like, yeah. he got to a couple pop-off videos with Logan Paul, like, interviewing and stuff like that. But it was, like, really when the couches, like, hit, that's when he kind of blew up. Dang. How do you, like, because you, I think you, one of your biggest strengths, too, is you have, besides being so gorgeous but <laughs> what like is that you have the ability to like kind of do what you want unapologetically like how like you know every like a lot of people go like traditional college route like or they're trying to like hustle with a certain job like mm -hmm. what do you say to people or family members that are like like what are you doing like and you're like you're, you're kind of just like i do me like and if you don't like it f you like how, how, yeah. have you just always been that way like what's your mentality when it comes to that so my mom has always supported the idea of YouTube from the start. 
Oh, that's awesome. Like, he's the one who said, like, you could drop out of high school, but, like, making sure I'm posting videos, like, things like that, or stream or whatever, like, path that I wanted to go down, she fully support as long as I'm trying. That's cool. And then if it's not working after a certain amount of time, let's move on to something else. Um, my dad does not understand anything to do with social media because he doesn't even know how to work a computer. <laughs> she also doesn't try to explain it, but, like, it doesn't really matter. My aunt supports yeah. it. My grandma supports it. My grandma just got YouTube. My mom and aunt just got, like, Instagrams and stuff. Like, now so they can follow everyone and TikToks, like, stuff like that. Oh, that's super cool. Um, so they're kind of, like, figuring it out and everything. And then just, like, overall, I feel like <clears throat> you should at least try it if you want to do it. Because the type of thing is, like, if you're, like, 40 and you're, like, okay, I'm working this, like, 9 to 5 job, but I wish I would have done YouTube, like, don't wish you would have done it at least try it to see where it would take you or to see really like how hard it is if you really wanted to stick with it type of thing if that makes sense yeah no dude that that's amazing and that's really cool like i think more parents need to be supportive in that way where it's not like they like they like they, they'll let you do what you want but they got they make sure that just like in anything else like you're, you're going for it and you're like doing the right yeah. things to get there and and then, and then the second point you made was was really good as well like just you don't want to have uh, – I forgot. It was like Lil Dicky said it once. He was like, I don't – he, like, he – what he did was he, like, put a bunch of money that he got from, like, his bar mitzvah or whatever, and he put it all in, like, these giant music videos that he just made before he was even famous, and he posted them, and they did great. But he was like yeah. – he was like, I'd rather live with the I, – I, I would rather live with failure than with what if, and I think that's, like, such a good way to live. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think like I think if anyone's trying to do YouTube, like it's definitely gonna be a very very hard route. But I feel like if you're like you got to try to take that leap, like Iraq with buying those couches, that was a leap of faith that he had. Yeah, it was, like this, sure. like something like if you come up with a really good idea and like you can do it really well, like you might as well do it. And I would say for YouTube, just find something you really like, really really enjoy doing, so it never feels like you're making a video. Like for Love some that. odd reason, I've been obsessed with customizing shoes like i literally watch customized <laughs> shoes videos all the time like mixed like, customs yeah after he Shout did that, like after he did those shoes and then like we've been talking about like whatever pair that he's gonna make for me yeah like i just got bad news today that the crocs are starting to fall apart that he did for the guy Aww. but we're gonna still try it and we're gonna still go like away from the crease area and just kind of wear them to wear them, not to do like crazy stuff in. So more of like how you'd wear like J's, like and not try to crease them type vibes. Like you just kind of yeah. walk in them and just live life. I think that's like what we're gonna go for. But I've also just been watching a lot of videos, and I like literally talk to him almost every day. Damn. And like he, I think he would be someone really cool to get on here because with all of his plans and like his end goal is literally insane. Like it's so cool. To like even Dude. know, bro, he was hitting me up early and like I don't know if it was me or Nick was like one of the first people to DM him back because you know like he was I think he DM'd everyone and every, you know how everybody's DMs are it's just this like <laughs> in the house they're like crazy but like we were still kind of early at least I was like still like pretty new so I could still like see you know I only have like twenty yeah. DM requests rather <laughs> than the ninety nine but yeah I remember like hitting him up and. And he was like, oh, I want to make these shoes. And, dude, just, like, we we, had, we would have, like, long conversations. We would talk about, like, the things I'm passionate about, he's passionate about, like, ideas for each other. And, like, yeah, that guy's just motivated, man. But it yeah. goes, goes full circle to investing in the certain things that you think are good ideas and putting in the work. Same with, like, the wrestler's mentality to find a way to do it. And, ultimately, you'll be able to achieve it. And even if you don't, you will achieve good memories, 
good like good experiences like meet cool people and if it's not exactly where you wanted to be like hey at least you at least you tried yeah and yeah. I, I personally feel that like anyone can go down that like youtube is such a broad thing to do like he's literally making shoots other people literally talk about computers other people like do vlogs like it depends like really like pe there's people that do like farming videos that have like 500k subs and they're literally farmers but they vlog like buying tractors yeah. like, people love it like you could literally go any direction that you want i think yeah, and i think that's like the perfect route for like anyone to at least try it like yeah. literally like whatever you're doing just try it because it could love pop it. off and like 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 mixed customs he just popped off on on tiktok for he's yeah. customizing a keyboard like one key a day yeah i love and like he just popped off with that yeah it's, yeah it just goes to show what you're saying is exactly right and it's motivating for you know for not only me but i feel like a lot of people so that's yeah really cool. let's uh and let's see some of the old fan questions oh people are piling it up Oh, so Gunner, you're like a hardcore manly man, I'd say, you know, tough guy. So, Michaela wants to know, what's your favorite candy? I actually am not a huge fan of sweets, I would Besides say. Besides Slurpees. Besides Slurpees, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, give or take, like, I'll eat, like, hot tamales or I'll have, like, Smarties or stuff like that here and there. But, like, not a huge, huge sweets person. Gotcha. Um... That's cool with me. I mean, I, I, I the older I get, the less I like candy, which is, like, sad. I feel like it's, like, yeah, stress. Yeah, 100%. You, like, you always belt. wonder. Like, your parents oh. are always, like, like they don't eat candy. You're, like, what the heck? Like, if I had all the money in the world when I was a kid, I'd go and buy every bag of candy in the world to eat it all. But, like, when you get older, you're just, like, I don't want that. It's not. Yeah, you're, like, oh, like, that's going to make me feel and take a huge shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. What else we got? Um, hmm. some good ones. Um, wait, let's see. What's your uh, Jill wants to know? What's your uh, favorite high school memory? This is what I'm just interested in. Favorite, high you have school. a lot of good stories from your high school days. Favorite high school memory? Probably just, like, everything to do with sports. Because I feel like that, like, just in general, like, wrestling and just, like, football and everything and just all the friends that you make and all the memories that you make there. I don't have, like, like a certain memory, I would say, but it's mainly just, like, sports and that bond that you build with all those people. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. Okay, wait. This is one that actually very important. That's funny. Um, okay, I already know the answer, but if you could date any member of the mob, who would you pick? Bobby, obviously. No, we don't got even to say anything else. Yeah. Is that even <laughs> a question? I've had a very, you know, close lover relationship since the start, so it makes sense. Yeah, we've had a bromance since day one. <laughs> Literally. Dude, bro, the bromance is real, and I freaking love you. Yeah, I, I personally, like, if people dating with the mob, I feel like any, like, type of, like, YouTube house type vibe, if you date someone from the house and then you break up, it's either A, always awkward, or B, someone leaves. Yeah. And I then it just starts like, splitting it's like a no-go. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like one of those things that just you just don't do. I don't know.
Yeah, no, that's why, like, people like to ship, which is fun, but it's, like, they don't really know a lot of the implications of, like, what could happen if things go bad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's so many groups, I feel like, that have, like, been broken up. Yeah. Oh, because, for sure. Like, they'll just start going other ways, and then other creators will bring in, like, like give or take, like, okay, make this, for example, like, Erica and Jake, right? They break up. Erica leaves, and Jake gets a, a new whole crew type vibe, because everyone's just kind of going their own ways, and then Team Ten's just never the same. No. Yeah, you're totally right. It's the same thing, though. Like, like you probably knew kids in high school that had a girlfriend and they didn't go, like, get a, like take the scholarship or go do something because they didn't. And then, like, the next year they would break up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bro, anytime that happened, I'd be like, oh, my goodness. That is, like, the worst thing ever. <laughs> I feel like, personally, like, you still need to live your life and, like, take that scholarship. But if, you, if it really means that you'll still find a way to do it, you'll find a way to do both if they both mean a ton to yeah. you. For sure. You got you got to have your own dating advice channel now, too. <laughs> dating advice? She's always pulling like, ladies. Never even had a girlfriend. How am I supposed to have dating <laughs> advice? That's what we should do. Like, two guys who have, like, no experience going on dating. Just start giving dating advice. advice. <laughs> oh, Wendell. Oh, wait, oh, I saw Wendell on here. I thought he was just commenting. Wendell? Wendell was in here. But I don't know. He might have left. Freaking win! Are you guys have any more questions for Gunner before we let him go? He's got. Are you live streaming tonight? Yeah, I'm live streaming right after this. I basically oh, stream dude. anytime I'm at home, like all the time. I love it. Everybody, go right after this. Watch Gunner's live stream. All right, dude. Well, I would say, uh, you know, your first episode, but technically, Gunner, I was thinking you you are you were the first guest on like the big. This is like one and a half. Show. Yeah, like exactly. So, like, you, this is not your first time on the show, technically. No. Yeah. The first so, time was you in your backyard debating on what this show was going to be. <laughs> wow, dude. Like, th look at where we've come. It, it's all right? been the pinnacle to now, and now the show's over because we've come full circle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we can't, you can't get any better than that. But, no, dude, thanks for coming on. Um, there's a lot of topics that we'll have to address for next time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so you guys know Gunner will be on for the third time fairly soon. And uh, yeah. thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Anytime, anytime. And so you just got um, – you got, obviously, everybody follow Instagram, uh, Gunner on YouTube, and he's about to live stream, so jump into that. After yeah, this. and we're racing Jordan, which is Casey's friend at 10K, so we need to beat her. Oh, shoot. Okay. Everybody, she took, she took a big jump when she came out here to California. With oh, really? With yeah, she jumped. She was at like 2.02, .02 and I caught up to like, I was late at 1.9. She started, give or take, she started 700 subs ahead of me, and then uh -huh. she just jumped up to like 3,000, like 100 yeah. or something. So now she's back at that gap again. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, definitely, guys, we got, we got it. Like, it's impossible for Gunner to lose anyway, but just, just oh, so you sure. know, like, everybody go subscribe to Gunner right now. If you're listening to this on Spotify later, Gunner, is it Gunner on YouTube or? It's Gunner YouTube? Brisbane. Gunner Brisbane. Subscribe because you can't let him lose to Jordan. I mean, yeah. Some <laughs> random mom from Ohio. Like, what is this? <laughs> That's too good. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the stream. I'll be, I'll be watching and, uh, and gambling. Tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That gambling feature is so fun. Make sure you guys go into Gunner's live stream chat and do exclamation mark gamble, right? Just do exclamation money, and I'll show you how to gamble with exclamation gamble, exclamation slots, and, uh, and exclamation heist that you can do with other people. And you can also duel people for points. Can't get any better than that. So I'm going to be doing that right now. 
Uh, appreciate you coming on, buddy. I hope you have a wonderful night, and I'll see you on the screen. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Later, bud. Later. Woo.